It's the Tillcast, episode 408, Game of the Year Part 1, and just be prepared for a bunch of broke-ass gamers with jobs and dogs. And this week, guys, we talk more Zelda Breath of the Wild, Outward, and Grim Dawn, (laughs) and start the Game of the Year discussion. Stay tuned. It's going to get sweaty in here. It's not bad. That's not bad at all. That's not bad. Welcome back. It is January 31st, 2020, uh, 9.19 p.m. Uh, well, you know. It's time. still cast. Time! Hey, and today, um, you're going to get a very minimal amount of bullshit. <laughs> very minimal. <laughs> you're going to get maybe no news. And a an <laughs> epic fuck ton of games. By the way, it's an yeah. M-rated show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just so for the uninitiated, uh, we are going to talk about video games, but this is a very special episode in that this is the precursor to the game of the year. I know we do it late. We, um, do, we, we are, late. if we had a different name, it would and be And we're gamers. actually doing it later than normal, but hey, life happens. If this was a different titled show, it would be Broke-Ass Gamers with Jobs. Pretty much. <laughs> That's basically how it works. Broke-ass gamers with jobs. And dogs. And <laughs> jobs and dogs. Uh, <laughs> bagged. Bagged. That's... That works. Broke-ass gamers and dogs. You've been teabagged. I got... Damn, That's the awesome. pin's not working. Like, sitting there going... What's the first letter in all those words? <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second. Sorry, guys. I'm, it's it's early morning for me. Right. Wait, hey, broke-ass gamers. Oh, it's B-A-G-E-D, huh? Yeah, Yeah. well. Bagad. <laughs> Bagged. Bag, bagged. Bagged. <laughs> I was going for an apostrophe, but whatever. <laughs> it doesn't quite work out. It's all right. We'll That's work on it. B a g w j a d. I don't even bagwad. I have to write that out. Bagwad. Oh. <laughs> All right. So, moving on. Um, Jason, you've been playing anything oh new over the last week, or you've you, you've been playing a lot of one I, game. I have been playing a lot of one game. That's uh, a game that I uh, I I borrowed him. Is uh-huh. it? Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. It's a two-year-old game, but you know what? It's still pretty. I mean, and I mean, and the title is I mean Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah, you've been playing it on your Switch, haven't you? I have been. I mean, like, if you're gonna get a dude, Switch, if, if you have a if Switch, you're gonna get a Switch. I mean, the fact that I literally it's a spent, tentpole game. Yeah, I I spent less on this Switch than you would a Nintendo 3DS. So what's been happening? Yeah. I've been playing it all night, sitting there in my recliner, yelling at children from my recliner. That's not what your wife because, told me. Because, you know. <laughs> and then, she, like. She told me that it replaces your phone on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> that, too. <laughs> wow. And then, uh, you know, I take it to work. Pretty much any dad gamer out there knows that. It replaces my phone on my lunch at work. I mean. Right. Any dad gamer knows that there are are a precious few places where you can find peace in most cases. And and the toilet is is one of them. 
<laughs> that is your bedroom after your children go to bed and yeah. your toilet. <laughs> so if you've got a game, your sanctuary. Why not game on the throne? Fair enough. Exactly. <laughs> throne gaming, baby. So for the most but part, it's just been Zelda for you. It really has, but so I know uh, I know Rusty was really the only one that really really played it when it came out uh, yeah I, I, um, because I, I had it on wii u and then the kiddo was playing it most of the time and yeah I ended up moving on to something else yeah um it has some frame rate issues on wii u too which is kind of the issue yeah it's i have to say it's pretty whether it's on the switch or my tv so it though the switch's screen is a little light so you're you know like blacks aren't black enough whatever. right but, I mean, it's meant for... Well, it's an LED. Right. Yeah. Or LCD, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah you, you're meant but, for going places. You're not yeah. looking for the best in p- picture quality. You're just looking for portability. Well, I mean, my phone screen is better, but hey. <laughs> How many iterations of fucking phones have there been? Your phone's also way yeah, more right. expensive, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is. considering what um, you paid for it. But I will say it has been an extremely enjoyable experience. I haven't even... Shit, I've been playing it all week, five, six hours per day. And Damn. Like, I haven't even... Uh, I haven't even released the four Divine Beasts yet. Yeah. Like, I literally spent all week shrine hunting yeah. to build up hearts so I could go get the Master Sword. Yep, yep. And then... Korok seed hunting. Oh god! So I could expand my inventory. You'll be at that for fucking hours. Um, Seven hundred. No, I decided hundred or something like that. I decided since the uh, since the game is as old as it is, I use cheat maps for that shit. Fuck! I didn't look at anything. No fucking gameplay walkthroughs. None of it. I fucking. I, it was one of the games, one of one of very few now, fucking games. I haven't looked at. I haven't looked at any guy, any other part of the guide for anything else other than the damn Korok seeds because I just wanted them quickly. Are you fucking kidding me, Windows? Another time, thank you. Windows uh, is trying to update. Uh, <laughs> it's because I turned it off. Ah, uh, um, that's why it's been updating. Uh, Good Rusty got really it. upset with me because he realized I never turned off the PC. Yeah, last the last time we recorded, and I was like, "Well, I mean, it never updates anymore." Right? You're right, but God damn it! I mean, I've had Windows fucking go off in the middle of a fucking recording, right? Because we turned it off. Fucking bastard bitches, fucking Windows, Microsoft guys. Uh, but still, um, you know. I didn't look at any fucking guides when I played uh, Breath of the Wild. Uh, it was it was a uh, it was actually a uh, a playthrough. I don't know, I've, like seven, 60, 70 hours. I played through and got just about everything. Not I wasn't a completionist by any means, but I was doing a lot of uh, extra hunting. Uh, there is uh, there's a couple. I don't know if I should say this. Um, Just leave it alone. He hadn't yeah, experienced it yet. Yeah, there's there's a couple things that happen at very specific times of day. I will give you that. Uh, 
Oh, I've already figured some of that shit out. It but just... there's incredibly fucking like epic things that happen at specific times of day at specific points in the map uh, that can uh, uh, that that I enjoyed. I will give you that. I will. I will say that those were very enjoyable situations, except for when you miss, um, right? <laughs> because you have to wait another fucking entire day, which is just basically staring at your fucking screen, going. Well, I mean, time goes I already, by. <laughs> I already experienced that with one of the shrines mm -hmm. and a dragon. Uh huh. You know. Right. And a couple other similar events like that. So okay. yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm aware. Okay. So, um, yeah, the, it's a, I mean, it's a really fucking good game. If you have a Switch and you haven't played Breath of the Wild, why the fuck do you own a Switch? Uh, I mean, right. Uh, it is, uh, it is, as J uh, Justin said, uh, it's a tentpole game. It's, it's what sold the Switch for me and for a, a lot, lot of, people. of people. Yeah. So, um, at, as far as like release games, for a console, you know, uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild was um, yeah no, pretty damn good. They need to do fucking Metroid already. The the thing yeah. is, is for me, they haven't really gotten to that point with any other game yet for the yeah. Switch, and that's why I don't play my Switch so much because that you know because Breath of the Wild was fucking phenomenal as a launch game. Uh, but everything else, it fell back to Nintendo's fucking, you know, you know, bread and butter, which is the gimmick games, the fucking games that fucking have you shaking your goddamn hands like you're jacking off the air. And, you know, and I don't want that. I want good quality fucking games that, you know, that I can play portably. And I'm not a Pokemon person, so I know there's a couple Pokemon games that came out for Switch that's... You know, that's decent, but, you know, I, I, I want to return to Nintendo's fucking great game roots. They were a, a platform for really great JRPGs. They were a, play, a platform yep. for great platformers and exploration games. Uh, I know people, I mean, some people don't fucking like the thing, you know, the name Metroidvania anymore, but... It really was like the jumping off point for that kind of game. Yep. Get back there's, to that. For me, there's right now three titles that I'm eyeing on picking up when I see them on sale Octopath Traveler, um, the Mega Man X Legacy 1 and 2 pack. Because that's like twenty five bucks at Best Buy, and um, to be honest, just for the uh, sure fact that I can play a, I can always go back play that over again, and it'd be great to just be able to play it mobily when when we're on the road or something. Is Witcher three? Yeah, I heard that. <sighs> this fucking dog. Um. um she thinks you're playing at this point. I know. Uh, all right. I'm... You do have to. Now, I will say this with The Witcher 3. Everyone says, uh, everyone has said it, uh, the, 
the digital edition definitely runs smoother than the game card one, than the physical copy. Um, but to do the digital edition, that means you need a pretty beefy micro SD card to put into your Switch. How how big's the game? Oh, shit. If you don't know offhand, it's, that's fine. I don't know offhand, but it's fairly big. Um, oh, and I forgot a fourth. Um, of course, we want to do Smash Bros. for me to play with the kids. Of course, because, I mean, why wouldn't you want a game that you can completely destroy the kids and be like, ah! And it's like, not Mortal Kombat. I'm already doing that with Mario Kart because that came into the wife's store. So I got that on the cheap. <laughs> Jeez. Sounds like you've been uh, having a very Switch-filled week. I have. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, a new console. I was, I was when I got my fucking Switch, that was all I played for fucking almost a month. Did, Rusty, did you end up playing anything the last five days of your sickness? Oh, my God. I mean, you know, it's, the, the short story is as soon as we got done fucking recording, I went home, went to sleep, woke up. And basically, the faucet started running uh, in my face and would not stop. I was nonstop fucking sneezing for five fucking days. I hate sneezing. I don't know if it's a thing. I mean, I know it's, that's a thing. It's it's a it's a thing. I just let it go. When you were doing it for five days nonstop, uncontrollable fucking sneezing, you're trying to do something, and all of a sudden you're sneezing into it. Like to to give you an example, I cooked a fucking steak right i'm trying to cook a fucking steak and i'm like in the middle of doing stuff with the steak like seasoning it and without warning fucking like juicy goddamn sneeze like right on the steak like, oh. oh fuck it's not steak like oh this is nasty and then Did in fucking it? true like in true Did fucking bachelor fa fashion i'm like i'm the only one eating the steak oh! <laughs> <laughs> the only one eating the steak let me go ahead and just wipe off the oh! seasoning here <laughs> and i mean if you watch i understood if you cut it in half but... uh, no 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 this was before it was cooked like That's... this is before it was cooked oh fuck you just just go to the store and get another one. It's a $14 fucking dry-aged steak, Ford, man. Not to spend enough. I'm almost like, it's a dry-aged steak. It's already it's already kind of desiccated anyway. I could add a little bit of moisture to it, and it would be just fine. So basically, I washed it well, off. <laughs> um, well, it's not like I dropped it on the fucking floor. It's my germs. It's worse. It's fucking snot. You might as well just came all over the steak and be like, well, it's my cup. <laughs> right? So that's nasty, your, and I understand uh, your your point. But earlier question feels the same in your hands. I'm sure. Oh, that's fucking wrong. So to answer your earlier question, and this is actually kind of surprising. That's the only reason I'm going back to it. Okay. So please, the Wild Hunt Switch Edition is actually the complete edition. So it comes with Hearts of Stone and Blood and Wine. Right. Right. And the size and of that 28 is twenty eight 
gigs. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's I not mean, bad at all. I mean, 28 gigs is... Yeah, but I'm the sure... built-in switch memory is like 16, right? Yes. Uh, and then you have to have a micro SD. So you do have to have a high-speed micro SD card. Yeah, but you can get those. I mean, it's... Yeah. And, and those those are aren't that expensive anymore. I mean, not I got a, the one for my phone that was 256 gigs. Your light's leaning Watch again. your lamp. Yep. Uh, so the... Yeah, so when I bought my Switch, of course, the uh, the thing that they were trying to upsell me on was a 256 gig, you know, micro SD card that you could buy with the Switch for a hundred bucks. Right, so you can go to Amazon and buy it for like twenty. Right, and if you wanted malware on it, that's I mean that's the way that you you know you can buy it from AliExpress for fifteen. Um, you yeah, know, but then you just <laughs> plug it into your computer and wipe it. Uh, yeah, true. Um, uh, unless it's hardware, uh, it's me going into the geek. Um, th- yeah, so I had a really bad time. I did, in my fever dream, actually play uh, Grim Dawn. Yeah, I saw you um, on that a fair amount. Yeah, well, when you saw me on it, you were probably either seeing me idle while I was passed out because I would hit pause. And just randomly go pass, pass out for an hour or two. Things that you do when you're sick, right? Outside of sneezing on steaks and fucking like everything like that. But, I mean, it wasn't like juicy on the steak, by the way. Just just so you know, it's not like fucking snot wad on the fucking steak. It was like just me sneezing and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> anyway. Um, Doesn't make it any better. <sighs> dude. That'd be like wiping your ass and then getting a toy in the toilet paper and getting it on your hands and being like, you know what? I feel like eating a hamburger. Total exaggeration, but I get where French you're fries are from. really good. I'm just going to go ahead and finish them. That's all right. Uh, um, look, it wasn't that bad. The steak was perfect. After I was done cooking it, but as a side note, I I cooked moist. I cooked that fucking steak like you would see on fucking cooking shows. Like set the fucking pan, added the oil, got the fucking oil to its you know just to its smoke point, and then put the fucking steak in there to you know to get a good sear on both sides, right? Uh, so pan was ripping fucking hot and I throw this fucking steak in there. Of course, adding steak to ripping hot oil causes smoke. Uh, my vent hood in my apartment is a glorified fan on a filter, uh, which is terrible by the way. Um, and does not do anything for the amount of smoke I was feeding it. So my room fogged easily and then my fucking fire alarms went off for 20 minutes straight as i was cooking that fucking at four o'clock in the fucking morning uh (laughs) so i'm sure my fucking neighbors just loved that um but yeah man i'm i'm like at the fucking door with the fan blowing out the door so that i could blow the smoke out of my fucking what time of night was that four o'clock in the morning yeah I bet your neighbors fucking loved you. Oh yeah, it was. It was. I'm sure that that was exactly what they wanted to wake up to. Um, but steak was amazing. <laughs> steak was fucking perfectly cooked. 
<laughs> but yeah, um, you know, I have I, I played a fuckload of Grim Dawn. Um, yeah, I guess you're having some fun with it. Uh, I had quite enough fun with the first nine hours to go home immediately after the podcast and purchase the DLCs for it. Uh, and one of the reasons why I picked up the DLCs for it was they added, uh, I think it was Oathkeeper and Inquisitor uh, yeah. as uh, as classes. And I wanted to do Demolitionist Inquisitor because those two classes kind of mesh together really well. Uh, and I wanted to go a full ranged high DPS spec. Uh, and I found, uh, you know, and if you have ever played or if you're looking to play Grim Dawn or if you've ever played Grim Dawn, you would benefit greatly by looking at some build guides. They don't necessarily tell you exactly how to play the game, but it, it kind of gives you an idea of what to build towards, like what constellations to go for, what, you know, perks to, you know, to invest your points into and things like that. Uh, so I was following a build guide for uh, for a two-handed, uh, you know, ranged inquisitor, or the, it's called a purifier, uh, and it's super fire-based or super elemental-based, really, because it does all different elements uh, and spreads it across, you know, a lot of different shots. And my, you know, the weapon that I have. Uh, passes through enemies. So not all weapons do that. This weapon has a 100% chance of passing through enemies. So basically one shot can hit fucking the multitudes of clouds of fucking bad guys. And every fucking bad guy that gets hit by the shot explodes. Right. So it does massive AOE damage in a line, basically. Uh, and I, I've been fucking really rocking that out. Uh, uh, I am currently going through the Forgotten Gods DLC on normal. Uh, and I feel I'm like at level 60 or something like that out of a hundred. So you've, so you're seeing what the appeal is after you finally kind of dug into it. Yeah. See when it's I first, very, I mean, obviously it's Diablo clone, but yeah, but it, does it right, I feel like. It's uh, the customizability for that. I can see the replay that's, value being really fucking high. Because it's a Diablo 2 clone, that's why. Right. But the, but it's a Diablo 2 clone in, you know, in basically like the items and the, you know, in, in certain things. But you take all the classes and you t- uh, turn the customizability to fucking 50 because the amount of you, you don't really unlock things. all the skills in a class. You pick the ones you want to use. Right. Yeah. And and you only go down one or two kind of lanes and pick out maybe five or six yeah, of the skills. Yeah, I think skills. I was only using like three abilities most of the time and a couple of utility abilities essentially. Yeah, because a shitload of passives. I mean, the way that De- demolitionist works, for instance, it's on the on the cover. Demolitionist is basically your you know, your fucking bomb thrower your your ranged character he's got bombs and he's got a gun and you fucking go to town shooting things but then you turn him into a magic gun wielder you can actually turn a demolitionist with another i think it's either like a cultist or something like that you can turn it into a fucking caster uh and basically you know like a, like a demolitionist wizard or something you, know, you can do a, a stun jacks build where he just throws out stun jacks which is basically an electric bomb. Uh, and you can just 
spam cast that. And it's basically, instead of being a spread of just five points of damage, it can turn into a wall of electricity that he can, you know, kind of just walk through enemies ca uh, casting this and they just fall over dead. Um, there's a couple, you know, a couple builds out there that are based off of weapon procs instead of the class. So you build the class for all of its supporting, you know, abilities like bumping up elemental damage and stuff like that, but you find the weapon that has a weapon proc on it or a uh, an item ability that gives you a spell that's outside can, of your class. I think to a certain degree you can also respect quite a bit in that game too, right? You can respect almost infinitely in that game. Uh, there's a... Except for the base classes you choose, right? Right. You can't you can't uh, re-choose the... Uh, the specialities, the, you know, demolitionist so inquisitor. Pick, yeah, you'll pick two classes, and after that, it'll let you respect that. There's also a star grid or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, it's called the devotion tree. Uh, I don't think you can respect that. Yes, you can. I didn't know that. The, um, the, uh, the spirit guide, which is the respect lady, will allow you to respect all of the uh, points that you put into each one of your classes, and you can go into the devotion tree and pull out individual stars uh, from the de devotion tree because the devotion tree is basically a sky of constellations that you put points into. Yeah, and then it provides passive bonuses for the most part. Yeah, right? and you can attach – there's certain abilities that you can get from the uh, devotion tree that you can attach to your abilities. So, for instance, um, uh, every time – my, uh, I shoot my main, you know, my main weapon or my, my main skill, uh, which is my default attack. It will have a, I think it's like a 30% chance or something like that to create a elemental pool on the ground that, you know, that debuffs enemies and does damage to them. Uh, that is something that I attached to that skill. I could attach it to something else that procs, you know, say on crit and it would, you know, it would do that uh, whenever I crit, but it's it, it gives you a bit of customizability. Like there's a uh, there's a a skill in the ghoul constellation that gives you forty percent of your damage uh, is converted to health, basically just like health steal. Yeah, and right. I think everything that I've built in that game, I've tried to figure out whatever the health steal ability was because right. if you don't have it, you just burn through potions. Right, and the health steal is a, a big mechanic in uh, Grim Dawn. It's part of you know big part of the survivability because you're going to take damage. You just need to be able to mitigate that as much as possible and regain your health back as as quickly as possible. Uh, and the health potions have a cooldown, so. The ghoul ability really ties well with uh, with a skill called Blast Shield, which activates when I get down to like 60% health or something like that. It does a damage resist uh, shield around me that absorbs some of the damage. Well, if I get down to 40% with Blast Shield activated, it'll turn ghoul on, which will give me 40% lifesteal on all of my attacks. So... I go out and I, you know, and I basically shoot one line of enemies and whoop, there goes my health. I'm right there to full health again with blast shield activated. So now it's even, I'm even tankier. Uh, so it's, it's, 
a uh, it, it is a game that can be quite overwhelming at first, and that's what hit me the first time I played it. I only played it for like maybe a couple hours or like a half an hour after you bought it for me, and I said I am not into this at the moment. Uh, I recognized it right away as you know it's a Diablo clone, but it's more complex then, and I was not into it at that time. Uh, I am incredibly into it now. Uh, I do want to get to max rank uh, or max level and go through the elite and veteran mode or elite and uh, ultimate modes uh, of the game just to, you know, say that I've done it. But it's a game that I might keep going back to. I, I recognize that it's a very grindy game and I'm big with grindy games. I love grindy games. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it, it fills a particular void that's happening right now for me. Um, <clears throat> I saw uh, that the Monster Hunter World, you know, issue that I was uh, that I talked about in the last episode uh, had been fixed. They sent out some patches uh, to fix the save game loss issues and the performance issues for the uh, P, you know, for PC. Uh, I haven't gotten any feedback as to if those performance issues were really bad before and fixed now, or if it's just moderately better. Um, I'm sure that if you have a fairly decent rig, you're probably going to be fine. Uh, but the save game problem was a big issue for me because, I mean, think about your save game for Monster Hunter World. Would you want to lose that? No, and I... I mean, just, there's, there's no there's, way. I uh, yeah, there's hundreds of hours and you know invested in you know into that character, right? And I'm going to be starting from fresh on Monster Hunter World, so that'll probably be the next game that I pick up and play. Because uh, I was really interested in playing Monster Hunter World on PC, because I mean graphics, right? And the other thing was is I really kind of want to play Iceborne because. There's a lot of really cool characters I, in there. I have it, and I haven't messed with it yet. I picked it up uh, on a Christmas sale for, I want to say, $25. Yeah. I mean, I picked I, mine up for about the same. It was kind of like, I know this is going to come into play soon when I run out of stuff or I'm too broke to buy something, then this will be my backup. Right. Just kind of what happened, because I picked up, uh, one of the only games I picked up on sale around Black Friday was Outward, another grindy game. Yeah. Um Kind of like Zelda. Was it was it the backpack game that I was thinking of? It is. There's a backpack plays a big component. I'll explain okay. that. Short version of that game is it's a third person adventure RPG, um, where you shouldn't pick up everything, but I tend to pick up everything. Um, it plays a lot in survival and crafting mechanics, and basically what happens. Um, you've got like a thirst meter, a health meter, a stamina meter, okay. sleep, um, food, debuffs, sickness, all those things. And it kind of throws you in a world that says you've got so many days to raise some money or you're kicked out of your house but, because okay. you shipwrecked and killed half the village died in your shipwreck. Oh, well, that's nice. And, the, and you've got to some, pay some kind of blood price for that because your family has done something horrible in the past and so you tend to pay reparations your family your blood line pays reparations 
over and over and over again, but they demand it up front. So it very quickly throws you into try to find a way to make some money or get a favor from somebody. And I very quickly figured out the favor side of it um, and saved my house. And in one game, I did not. And so I no longer have a home in the first game I started in. Oh, nice. But I figured out in that game how to get the reparation so that I could get my home back, my home. Otherwise, it takes a period of months in game to get your house back. And you just live out in the wilderness in a tent. Or and you live in, in inns or in a tent or a bedroll or whatever. Nice thing is that nothing in the world disappears loot-wise, ever. Hmm. Oh. If there's loot to be had, it stays in the ground, no matter where it's at. Interesting. Um, so you can... I set up a camp in the first town with my second game where I have a cooking station and an alchemy station over a campfire in the middle of town, along with three different backpacks that I store items in like a chest. And I pull, got one weighed down completely with money, one weighed down with like certain cooking supplies, and then one loaded down with alchemy supplies, and then one loaded down with junk <laughs> and items. And I, every town I visit, I proceed to kind of set up the station so that I can have like a spot to resupply or whatever, right? And you eventually get the ability to purchase houses in each of the major towns and the cities. And I've made it through three of the cities and I understand there's quite a bit more. But short version is it's extremely open-ended. And this is, it's made by a small team of about 10 people. It's not the prettiest. The character design isn't the prettiest. The world design's pretty decent looking. Mm-hmm. Um, with the graphic effects that turn all the way up, the way the world looks really good. Uh, the character design looks very, uh, very sk- Skyrim on a budget. Um, oh, okay. Somewhere between Oblivion and Skyrim on the character design. Wow, okay. But the grass and the trees and everything else is at a very high resolution, which is kind of weird. And so same with like lights and shadows and stuff is done pretty well. It's a very dark game. Um, really, you got to rely on your lantern a lot. Your lantern will run out of oil. Um, of course. I'm going to give some quick tips just so it saves you some time. If you just have one oil and you're crafting... You get a crafting menu in your backpack, essentially. Mm-hmm. You throw your lantern in the first slot and oil in the second slot and combine. That'll refill your lantern. And you can find there's a lot of sources of oil in the game, so it's not terribly hard to find. Games also plays on the elements, so you can get cold or hot, depending on the type of clothes or gear that you're wearing, which causes different debilitating effects. So there's you tend to swap gear out a lot. Um, the desert's particularly brutal because it's extremely cold at night and really warm in the day. The starting area has a winter season that just kind of randomly happens. Um, <laughs> I say randomly. Like, you go through seasons, and you go through several days, and it's like a week of in-game time. It might just turn to winter, and then you've got to survive the winter. I suggest... <laughs> so Oklahoma weather. <laughs> yeah. I suggest there's a couple of quests you pick up in the main town that tell you to go explore a couple of places, and those are good starter areas to kind of figure out things and get some okay loot to kind of get started. Yeah. And then I suggest just trying each of the different areas in the main area. You're not, before you go to the next area, and it suggests that you go see another town, it's worth it to explore. If you die, you die. Um, the consequence of death in this is very random. It's not Well, it's not random. It plays out a few different ways. So first, first case, and this is different in every area, but every area has an instance of this. So I die in the first area... Random villager will find me and drag me back to town, essentially, and I'll have almost no health, 
and almost no stamina, and I got to go sleep and eat and drink and whatever and heal my wounds essentially for like a half a day of rest time, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, scenario B, um, I'll be captured by the bandits out in the wilderness and thrown in jail. Um, and then I've got to fight my way out. So you'll start off with some of your gear on the ground. Your backpack will be, and this depends on the bandit camp you're in, but in one of the main ones or one of the early ones, it ends up being in a chest. And it shows you on the map where it's at. So you got to go to the camp. you got to sneak around, stealth around, and kill some folks. Go and sneakily get your gear. And then, of course, you were beat to shit, so you only have a quarter health that you can refill and a quarter stamina that you can refill. So you got to very nimbly either just escape with your shit or try to fight your way out. Um, when you're not used to the combat, that's very difficult. Once you get used to the combat, it's not as difficult. Uh, There's another scenario where I ended up in jail. Uh, like literally jail as a slave um completely played out that way all the way down to like a whole slave economy where i was mining ore to get shek- or like shekels or whatever and then i had to f- basically kind of break out wow the game does not have a has a single safe slot so you iron man all the time there is no save scum. I mean, I, I found some ways where you could go in and replace, go back to your saves in the deal, delete stuff. But a very manual process. It's not intended to do that, so I didn't play it that way. I just lived with the consequences of my actions. That's kind of the way that the game is marketed. It's, yeah, you're going to live with the consequences of your actions. There's three separate storylines that all play out very differently um, based on your decisions in the game. So the game's meant to be replayed three different times. And the game also follows a legacy of your original character. So if your character, you know, lives his life and dies in the game, you can continue to skill him up in a, a separate game, or you can pick a new character. Okay. So which is kind of a unique thing. So kind of like the, a new game plus-ish yeah. thing? Yeah. The yeah. gripes I have in the game is the areas are very open-ended and very empty for big parts of it. Um, okay. But the challenge of combat in that game is much higher than normal. Um, so when you do run into encounters, like it makes sense that you're not getting mobbed by enemies. Now there are times where you are kind of mobbed by enemies and you have to kind of figure out a way to, um, draw things away so you can kind of pick things off one or two at a time. Um, but there is no level for your character. Your character's level is based on the skills he gets, which you buy with money. Of course. And... Um, it's based on the gear that you have, which you find or craft, and you buy recipes for stuff, and then the monster parts you have build better versions of weapons, and there's a continual upgrade tree. So it's like I started off with a hatchet, right? The mm-hmm. hatchet turned into a fanged hatchet, which was like filled basically with monster bones all over it. That monster hatchet turned into a horror hatchet, and the horror hatchet was the, fang- the fanged hatchet upgraded with parts that made it deal about... 20% more damage, and then added a lethal poison component. So once the poison procs, it will proc until they die. So you literally could get it to proc, and then just play defensively for about a minute, and then the enemy dies. Interesting. Okay. So, nothing level scales. Bandits in the first area at a certain point become a fucking laughable, because I can almost one-shot them with my bow. Um, but it's because of the gear they have. They don't have the same resistance as I have now at this point with the gear that I have. Armor okay. makes a difference. Armor slows you down. I tend to travel with a mix of like a plate helm, this thing called a traveler's cloak that's like the elite traveler's cloak, which adds a little bit more armor, but gives me a whole bunch of extra slots. And then this backpack that looks like I'm carrying several suitcases on my back that has four times the capacity of my original survivor bag. 
Okay. Um, so. You can't roll with that backpack. You actually drop it when you want to get in combat. But then when you drop it, it's only the things that are in your pockets that you can access or things on your equipment. So, like, you equip arrows, and then I put extra arrows in my pockets, basically, and then <laughs> some just... potions in my pockets. And then I tend to do a couple of different attacks. I've got, like, a dagger-axe combo, so I've got, like, a couple of dagger moves I use. Okay. And then I've got a couple of axe moves that I use. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, because the mental image I got was, like, you drop this fucking, like, you know, Death Stranding suitcase fucking filled fucking backpack, right? And then you've got parachute pants filled with arrows. Yeah. <laughs> Think about it this way. the It's like... It's as big as like a mini. It's a, as big as half a refrigerator on his back. It's ridiculous looking. Jeez. Um, but yeah, there's a. I'm having a lot. It's a really grindy game because occasionally the like following the main quests have me run between several areas. Um, to do to do this investigation thing, and it does not hold your hand. You cannot tell where you're at on the map. It does not have a pointer for where you're at on a map. You literally look for landmarks. Wonderful. You play it. There's no coordinates, no nothing, right? But the icons in the map are shaped very similarly to the icons in the world. So, like, there's these columns, right, with this big ancient ruins, and I can see that on the hillside. I know that's about where I'm at. you got a compass. And the only things the compass shows you is the direction you're facing and your bag. So the last bag that you had equipped is the what it will point to if you drop it. Um, the only things that ever go missing from your bag is money. So if you tend to carry all your money on you, um, you're going to get some of that's going to go missing if you die, uh, depending on what attacked you. If it was animals, probably not. If it was a person and you get captured in a bandit cap, then yes, a portion of your money will be gone because they stole it. Um, Bastards. But the, it's like, it's a poor man's RPG, it's, but it's very, it's rough around the edges. Okay. It's not for everybody. Huh. I'm having a lot of fun with it though, just because there's a lot of weird versatility with it and a lot of really weird builds you can build um, I'm going gonna do this weird spell blade thing where I'm gonna I haven't unlocked the magic yet at 25 hours in the game because I haven't figured it out yet but there's supposedly I did a little bit of reading because I was like okay I'm 25 hours in time to just seek some help apparently there's a trainer that I just missed and if I go to him he'll send me on this quest under a mountain to go to a ley line that'll unlock my mana and at that point I will have the ability to be a magic caster on top of whatever I do. Okay. So. I heard that it was, you know, the, the magic is in the game and it's a, uh, well, the description that was on the store page was it is a ritualistic magic system. That, I guess. Here's here's what that boils down to. Some of them are just straight up magic fireballs and spark balls and things like that. Right. Some of them are traps. Some of them require priming. So there's this whole elemental magic thing where you combine colors to create spells. Okay. So that's like I cast one rune, which gives me a fire element, and then I cast the other one, and then now I have the ability to cast something or the ability to set a trap or whatever. Okay. So yeah, I set four abilities combined in different ways to create different spells. Gotcha. So you do have to kind of like pre-prep those things. And But I haven't messed with it. Like the magic I'm looking for is just light my sword on fire or set a trap. The traps are really cool too. Um, and you can combine, you can make them the baseline traps out of like really cheap material. So it's just like you set up a trip line and that trip line has a bunch of spikes that pop out of the ground. Or you set up a pressure plate, which is way harder to craft. 
um, that has explosives on it or something like that. And you can kite enemies into these traps. And like the bigger enemies, when I was way underpowered, I'd set like 12 or 14 traps in advance. <laughs> a big long line of traps and you don't set them off. So I'd run up there and go tap the guy on the shoulder, essentially, like swing my axe. Hey, guy. And then just run like <laughs> hell through that and then use my bow to kind of kite him into the traps and then let him walk through all the traps. And then he's almost dead and just got to hit him a couple times and he's dead. Um, that's not fair. So, <laughs> that's baiting. Yeah. So like the bandit camp, the first one that fucked me up, I took a bunch of champs or traps back there to get my revenge. And I went to the entrance, snuck in in the middle of the night, and it's really dark. Set all these traps and just waited and then started picking people off with arrows, and they'd run into my wall of traps, and they'd die way before they got to me. And i just set more traps, just keep doing it over and over. Take their weapons, strip them down to base material so it has some iron to create some of the traps. Gil still some wood from a tree, and then back to back at it <laughs> until I got the loots. Wow. Um, but yeah, it requires a lot of patience. It's a, like I said, because it does save all the time, you literally could just alt F4 out of the game and come back to exactly where you were before. It's auto saving very quickly all the time. Yeah. And I think it creates a weird memory issue because after a couple hours, I found it was very beneficial to kill the game for a minute and then just restart it. Yeah. I mean, uh, if it's auto saving as much as it says that it's going to, um, and it says on the store page that it's autosave constantly. Uh, I read that as, okay, that's going to play hell on a lot of different other systems. Unless well, I'm you running have... off on an MVME, and I still have frame stutter issues occasionally. Yeah, it's it's going to cause... It's causing havoc on my RAM, Yeah, sure. it's going to have some, some issues unless there's a cleanup process in there somewhere. But And I'm sure there is. It's just... I will say at the very least, it has an out and out crash. It's just, it started getting really hitchy. And I'm just like, oh, you know what? Eh, pretty good place to just stop for a second, come right back. And it only takes like 12 seconds to load anyway. Yeah. It's the actual loading. Now, again, I'm loading on the NVMe, but on the NVMe, like the load between areas is almost non existent. Yeah. It loads the whole open world. We're not talking about like you go into a map that takes you five to 10 minutes to cross. That was one load. Okay, I mean that's and that's that's decent. You know, it's yeah, it's it's a game that is about grind and about patience, and it plays off kind of like Zelda. Um, everything's got durability. It's not to the point that Zelda was, but right where you fucking hit something with a stick for three times and the stick breaks. <laughs> yeah, but same vein as a, I would say same vein as a Zelda. There's a plenty of uh, oddball puzzles and things like that. There's not a map to anything. Man, the no map to anything, like when you're in the dungeon, sometimes gets a little bit confusing. Like you have to like almost set yourself up. So take torches and then just drop them where the cross point was the last time I was there. I was thinking ball of string. Basically, uh, that's what it's kind of like. I just make a torch and drop it and it stays lit. Like even when you drop your bag, it's got a lantern attached. Right. The lantern will stay lit and will provide light for the surrounding environment to fight in. You're going to these environments and they're pitch fucking black. Which adds a layer of immersion to it. Okay. And even the light that comes off your weapons will light an area. So, like, if I use a oil varnish or rag on my sword and turn it into a flaming sword, like, it creates a whole bunch of light, like a big flaming sword. It's pretty fucking cool. Right. Um, enough about that, though. Um, very soon <laughs> so, here, we're about to get into Game of the Year. We are. But I did want to bring up real quick. So, you know, you mentioned the 256 card for the Switch. Yeah. yeah, that Best Buy wants to sell you for 
like a hundred bucks or something like that. Ninety nine dollars. Yeah. Newegg, you can go get the same class ten U eight UHS one memory card M five twelve for eighty two dollars. <laughs> five twelve. I mean five hundred twelve gigs for a micro SD. This is yeah. uh this is <clears throat> this was two years I mean, ago almost. So yeah. I mean, that's pretty crazy considering the amount of uh you know, amount of, of storage space advancement we've had just in the last couple of years, right? So you know, two fifty six yeah. is you know, was Shit. a lot. You can get a 400 gig one for $56. Yeah. It's, you know, you know, NAND storage is, uh, it, has made leaps and bounds all, in the last few years. So that pricing's all about the fact that the Nintendo name brands on it. Well, Otherwise, no, this was a SanDisk they were trying to sell me. Oh. So, well, uh, now it's, oh, yeah, it is SanDisk. But. Yeah. I mean, you get the SanDisk Ultra 256 gig for $34 on Newegg. Right. And it's, Same class. Right. You, you just, yeah. You can pick I them just, up now uh, a lot cheaper. And they were, it was just a, uh, I mean, it was a marketing gimmick when they, uh, when they were trying to sell the, you know, the Switch. I mean, they already basically had sales coming in for the Switch at the time. I mean, I was yeah. part of the crew that was standing in line and getting the fucking voucher uh, for you, you stood in line, you are guaranteed a switch if you have a voucher. So, you know, I, I was there for that. Yeah. It was just, um, yeah, it was, they had basically that whole aisle was full of impulse buys for the switch. Oh yeah. They, they, they did that brilliantly as far as like marketing. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, oh yeah, they did. I mean, realistically, the only thing I'm looking to, only other quote accessory I'm looking to get for the Switch because I already had a 128 gig micro SD mm-hmm. is uh, another dock. Okay, just for the simple fact that I don't want to move that shit from my bedroom to the living room every time. Yeah, yeah. Play Mario Kart with the kids or whatever. I understand that. Uh, just simply for the fact, the way my bedroom's set up, you got two large bookcases, my wife's dresser in between, my old 55-inch LCD t- 1080 TV mm-hmm. sits on top of that dresser and takes up that entire fucking space between the two bookshelves. Right. So you have so to pull that fucker out. Every you time. have to pull that fucker out every time you want to go move it. Yeah. No, not fun. Not fun no. at all. But all right. so how do we, so I think we, uh, I think we go ahead and take a break. All right. And we, and we come back and we get kind of start talking, uh, the games we played last year. Uh, we are going to do it a little bit different this year and that we're not really going to talk about stuff that came out last year that we didn't play um, right. and pretty much stick to what we did play. Right. All right. Well, we'll be right back. Dog heard it. Really? 
Hi. Hey. hey. And we're back. Hi. You got a reaction from a clap. Hi. All right. I, I clapped so loud that the Doth dog heard it. All right. Uh-huh. Sit. 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 <laughs> the, sit the fuck. She's like, hey, but I want to lick her face. Sit the. Sit the. Sit the huh? Huh? She did that snort. If you keep playing with her like that, she's I know gonna... she's going to fucking like get all rowdy and stuff, and I'm not really even playing with her. Just, so we're back. She's just playing with you. She's... We are back, and we're gonna kind of get into this and in breakneck pace. So just to tell you how we're going to do it, do it this year. Um, we're going to start the conversation by uh, talk briefly talking about the games that we played. Um, kind of give you what our initial ranking was, and then next week will be where we really break this down. And we're going to do probably a top five, it looks like. Yeah. How many total games did we have in the list, Jason? Ten. No, no, no. Oh, oh. Total games in the list that we played. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. Twenty-two. <laughs> That we played? I, I turn to that the microphone played. and she comes up between my fucking legs and jumps directly at my chin. <laughs> what a fucking torpedo. All right. If, <sighs> if we add ones that you and Rusty barely touched, 24. All right. Yeah, there's a couple in here that don't really bear merit. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and we'll discuss that too at some point. So, starting off, the three games it, yeah. that. Everyone around the table played. Oh boy, this year. Oh boy, okay. okay, and that is. And we'll start with Metro Exodus. Boy. All right. So, so how do we want to go around the table, man? So just this is just start just, Jason. And this is to how me. we're going to do this. So I will say Metro Exodus was a proper following. It felt good. I like the expanded map. I gave it a four out of five. Okay. Cool. Um, there were parts of it that played a little slow for me, mm. yeah. and we'll get into it more next week. Okay, Rusty. Um, you know, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say probably a four as well. Um, it wasn't perfect. It did have a a couple points in there that just didn't quite mesh with me. But I got to say, the fucking, like, there's a couple of points in there that the parts that I liked about it wasn't the open open world. It was the claustrophobic classic fucking Metro that I remember. And that's that was where the game shines. Favorite Metro ever. Really? Yeah. Does uh, Fallout better than Fallout? I, okay. Um. Not perfect. If we have to pick solid numbers, it's a four. If I could pick quarter numbers, it'd be a four point seven five. Four point seven five. Yeah, I mean, it's a solid as fuck game. And I mean, I'm planning on playing the DLC probably here in the next couple of weeks because yeah. I think it's the last one that releases, right? Um, so I may jump back in here pretty soon. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Metro, fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, I've always liked the Metro games. I've, I've seen a lot of people dog on it, but yeah. Anyway, so I'm going to shut up. We've got more yeah. time to talk about it. What's yeah. next, Jason? We do. Next one, Division 2. Oh, God. So, 
This is also firmly a four for me. Ooh, yeah, okay. but you got like 600 hours in it. <laughs> I mean. Well, here's my thing. So they made, they made improvements in a lot of the right places. Mm. But, you know, it is still a... It is still a loot grind game. It still gets stuck at the same point when you hit hit the end game. You still, you know, that's kind of where it stops, and it's really easy to drop off of it. So, especially if you're not into the multiplayer. So, Jeez. all right, dude, I'm gonna have to give this like <sighs> hit it, Rusty, hit it. So. Division 2, full disclosure, I fucking went super hard on this game. Like, I played the game for maybe about a month and a half to two months or so, but it was like a really dense month and a half to two months. And, yeah, I fell off of it hard. (laughs) I'm like, done with this shit. It's a two for me. Damn. Damn. Um, I like it. It scratches a similar itch to destiny but has better direction what you can do and better to play easier to play solo um in my mind i was able to get around everything except for the raid without the help of others and for my life that works out great yep um had it right before the puppy so four four cool wow i liked it a lot i didn't i probably i could get back into it i didn't like re-looking at this list i'm like "Ah, i've got plenty to play it's only right. to play a video game for a you while. You got plenty to play. Well, well, I'll justify a little bit more next time. But yeah, we'll get more into <laughs> more in depth about our opinions on these things like later. This is just the brief roundup. Um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Oh Jesus! So, I firmly give this a five. Of course you do, because you're like fucking. If if you shat right now, you'd probably shoot a, shoot a lightsaber out your ass. <laughs> Hey, Jason is... shits midichlorians. <laughs> well, no. Here, here's my here's my thing. Bar none. It's not like a fucking single hilt it's lightsaber. A, it's, a, it's, it's a dual it's fucking bladed lightsaber, dude. Just, he's like, <laughs> he's like, I went to the bathroom and I do cooed. <laughs> <laughs> no, here's my thing. Um, Look at my turn. It's like a little Yoda. <laughs> I know. Uh, I know some people complained about, about a lot about frame rates. I didn't experience that much that was really game breaking for me. So uh, you didn't uh, play it on the most jank ass version of the Xbox. I also, Jesus right, right. <laughs> um, so for for me, bar none, best Star Wars game since Old Republic. Bar none, probably the most uh, most cohesive uh, twenty hour story star wars game ever um and really the mechanics from the fighting uh to some of the explore the tomb tomb like exploration etc all of that was really well done Mm -hmm. i can't say they really messed up on this one okay so firmly a five for me dude all right man if you're playing it on Xbox One Classic, like the fucking release version of Xbox One, this shit is dog shit. It's one, right? Play it on PC with a fucking decent rig. Or the later versions of the Xbox where the fucking frame rate's actually kind of respectable. 
I'm gonna have to give this one a I want to say it's like a high four, almost five. Uh, I'll just I mean, go f- you can you can do halves, you can do quarters. I can. What do you want to give it a four and a what? Four and a half. Four and a half. Okay. I mean, the for me, the only reason why it's knocked down just a little bit is I don't necessarily like. I'm fine with Metroidvanias, like going back to certain places. Okay. There are a number of problems with going back to certain maps in Fallen Order where you have to, because there's no fast travel, you have to run through all this shit again. Yeah, but you unlock um, openings and... Yeah, you can unlock a lot of uh, a lot of the stuff, but it's it's just like it almost felt forced instead of feeling naturally put in there. Uh, and... and it's a it's a small gripe like it's like the tiniest little fucking small gripe right but it's still kind of a gripe big moments for me though like the fucking atat fucking on kashik big fucking moment mm-hmm. felt immediately like star wars if they led with that that would have hooked anybody or that uh that cutscene at the end of the fight with the ninth sister right Boom. Yeah, if they and, and yeah. they they almost did lead with that. You just had a little bit of pre-story for yeah. that. But the ATAT, if that was like the very first thing you saw, nobody would fucking you know nobody would put that game down until it was done. I yeah. I firmly believe that it was like the Star Wars moment of you know of the early game for me. Yeah, four and just a quarter for Cal and his potato face. but beyond that um a couple of the fights got kind of janky um but thoroughly enjoyed my time i mean i just like poop sucked my way through that in three days and finished it and gave it to jason like i got it we did a podcast i had it finished by tuesday and then had it ready for jason by the time he came over again and then he beat it and then he beat it, and then I took it, and it fucking killed my Xbox. Yeah, it was one of those games we passed around. Yeah. Yeah, it um, was. But yeah, four to so, quarter for me. Okay, moving on. Game you two played, Slay the Spire. Woo, yeah. Oh, fuck, man. Dog? I got her. Sit. Uh, <laughs> dude, Slay the Spire. Um, Man, so... It is it is it is a card game like a card adventure game, uh, and there's been you know quite a few of those over the uh, over the years indie titles uh, that try to give you a like a, a rogue light situation of uh, where you kind of build a deck of abilities and then you go and do monster battles you know to an end boss. And uh, this one does it right. This one does it so right. What's your rating? This one is a five. Oh, damn. I love this game. Um, Favorite card battler? Uh, And I don't play those very often. Four, four and a quarter. Four and a quarter? Yeah. Um, Okay. I've beat it like 19 times at this point. Yeah. And just 
gotten a little bit tired of it. I want a little bit more variety. But overall, I mean, four and a quarter is pretty fucking high. I mean, yeah. well, it's yeah. not perfect, but I like it. Okay, four point seven five for me. If you want to fucking like, it does have <laughs> it does. It's not like the absolute perfect game. There are there is one class in there I'm, that I basically here. can't I play. I don't know that I have a perfect game on here, but yeah. So it is not the perfect game. I'll I will give it that. So it's not a five. Okay. To be completely honest, but we've got it is, it's damn we've, close. We've it's got like sixteen close. more titles. To get All right, Rage Two. Rage 2. Oh, shit. Can I start? Yes, please. Go ahead. I want you to shit on this one. I mean... Give it a huge letdown. Gee. My personal biggest letdown this last year. Because really? Rage 1 had issues, but was still pretty fun. And uh-huh. had some coolness to it. Rage 2 is a weird neon bastard child that wants to be open world and really just makes you travel point to point to have 10 minutes of fun. And then just... Just heaps in the microtransactions to do anything else. It's so fucked. Like, I don't understand how they fucked this up this bad, but it led off with the coolest lead into all this chaos and all this fun, and you go to a little hub and you fight 20 guys really intensely for 10 minutes and then you're done, and then you got to drive forever to go do something again. It's just so fucking boring. I can't play it. I uninstalled it after playing about 10 or 15 hours. Said, what the fuck am I doing with my life? And I can't even remember what I played next, but it had more enjoyment than that. <laughs> I wish I could resell my key. I piled sawdust and it was fun. <laughs> like, you know, it, it's so fucked. I'd rather play tug of war with my dog. Damn. Okay. While so I'm half awake. So. What's that number? One, two. One. One. Boom. Biggest disappointment for him. Yeah? Yeah. All right. All so right. I was uh, I was you. over here doing the preach it brother because it was basically everything he just said. The other th- the only other thing is is I was a masochist and I fucking just destroyed the fucking shit out of all of the gameplay. I did everything in that I game. I bought it at full price too. I well so did I. You're but like, fuck me. I was the person that said, oh, my God, this game sucks, but I bought it. I don't have anything else to play. I might as well finish it. I found things to finish. So I, um, so I played it all the way through completionist style. I got Do you also watch Granny Porn? Because I feel like it's just as satisfying. <laughs> um, so I, I can very definitively say that this game was an absolute letdown uh a uh it was not even average it's just boring it was um the technically everything works it's just fucking boring the The gunplay feels all right it's just fucking boring it was cool for the first 10 minutes but then fell flat on its face the gunplay is the only thing that makes that game somewhat kind of fun and that's it and you are their marketer team set expectations so high to let me down so low with what it over hyped and way under delivered okay Okay. we gotta move so we gotta move i understand get deeper later what's the score dude it's 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 um it's a it's a it's a it's a one um that I, I've never felt more uh, more robbed of my free time. 
We're robbed of gotcha. 60 bucks. Void Bastards. Fuck yeah. Okay. Um, You're going to go first on this one. Yeah. Okay. Pretty cool ass roguelike. I would like to play it again um, when I don't have playing what I'm playing right now. Let's give that sucker a solid ass four. Cool art style. I liked the itemization. I liked finding the random shit. I've got a pretty good build going. I like the way you died and came back to life. Out of the, I like the sense of humor. I liked beating it. Uh, beat it twice. Okay. Um, very substantial 30 hours of game that I got out of that. Out of Game Pass. Game Pass. fucking yeah. Yeah. And there's a DLC out right now. Interesting. Okay. Rusty. Um, I enjoyed... I mean, I, I'm a big fan of rogues, so um, that also kind of scratched an itch. It's not necessarily as big of itch as his, though, so I'm going to give it a 3.5. All right. All right, and moving on, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Ooh. I technically have finished it, Dude. but I didn't realize I hadn't. But No, you didn't finish that game. I you did not finish that game. To me, nowhere near close. Yeah, but um after playing tighter games, one you forgot to add on here, uh Dark Devotion. Yeah. Or Salt and Sanctuary. Or uh, I think Salt and Sanctuary didn't come out this I know, year. but I'm just saying games like that, right? Right, right, right. right, right. It's a different yeah. art style but similar gameplay. Right. Um three seven five for me. Okay. Um Maybe I'll find more fun later. I felt at a certain point it got just way too fucking easy. Uh, yep. So I I might just be a masochist. I completionist this one. Uh, this game was uh very nearly one hundred percent for me. Um, I completed everything. That's why I know that Justin has not. Because uh, he is missing massive portions of the map right now. Um, he, you're missing about, I want to say, the last half of the game. Uh, Maybe. And that's, but the game didn't tell me enough to realize that I hadn't finished it. It's, it is a false ending that a lot of people fell for. Well, and then um, they're also going to go to 375. Right. So the game isn't perfect. There is kind of a uh, a weird feel to it. Like after playing a game like Salt and Sanctuary, going to that because they fought, they were There's back a level to back of precision. For me. The precision in Salt and Sanctuary was there, or Hollow Knight, uh, or Hollow Knight, which I also played right around the same time. I when I went to Bloodstained, it was very mushy feeling. It didn't feel quite right. Like mushy is the right way because of the hitbox. Right. right. It just didn't feel. As tight. But you feel strongly about it, so what would you give it? I'm going to go ahead and say it's a three. Uh, oh, it's, really? It, even though I complete, uh, completed it, and I really like Metroidvanias, it just, at a point, the tuning broke. And there wasn't enough challenge at the end of it. Like, I beat the last boss by standing in one spot and shooting one uh, you know, one ability like five times. Gotcha. So yeah. I really broke the difficulty game. not there at the end. Oxygen not included. Okay, that's a hard one to rate because I can't beat it. Um, <laughs> it's cool. 
it's super cool um, when you're in the right mood for a base building game. The science is all there, but it's really obscure and it's hard to it gatekeeps pretty hard with what you need to learn to figure stuff out. Um, I feel like out of the clay games, you've got Don't Starve, which does it better. And after you get to a certain hook on that, like a beat Don't Starve, um, that's a hard game. I can't beat Oni for some reason. I can't get to the surface and I haven't quite figured out the rhythm. I like it a lot. Um, I like it better than some of the other building games. Four. Okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dip lower in four. I feel like it's a solid game, but it's just the gatekeeping is holding a lot of things back for me. So for me, this was the complete opposite of Bloodstained. It was initially accept uh, accessible, but incredibly fucking hard to get past the early stages of it. Uh, I constantly had my fucking little dudes running around in pools of puke and they were peeing in my fucking water supply all the fucking time. Um, and for me, the base build, I don't have the same love of base building as you do. Uh, so I have to give it a three. Fair enough. Okay. And then moving to Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. Oh, I'm, I feel strongly about this one. I don't feel as strongly as Rusty does. Uh, the problem that Rebel Galaxy Outlaw has is kind of like No Man's Sky in a way. Uh, what it does, it does flying extremely well. It does dogfighting pretty well. Um, the character could be more interesting, the main character, and they kind of screwed that up. Um, they kind of screwed up the quest system. They kind of screwed up the fly here, fly there, to where you like got a warp 75 times. I'm... 90% through that game at this point, and you get the best ship too early. Um, I feel like with tweaks, this game could be really solid Wing Commander-like, um, but the layout of the missions holds it back hard, like way worse than... The original Rebel Galaxy, I just felt, was more solid, but the f combat is better in this game. It's three and a half. I really want to like it, but I just... It's missing too much. Okay. Okay. I understand there is a, there is a love I have a I have a deep love of re the original Rebel Galaxy. The thing of you know the the idea of a broadside space battler was unique in my eyes. It was not something that you saw a lot, you know really very, very many games that even took that that route. Even though a lot of movies have gone that route, right? Um it makes sense. Not everything is going to be a a, a, a dogfight simulator. Uh, so they took the one thing that I liked about Rebel Galaxy and threw it out the fucking window and made it a dogfight simulator. So I was not not fond of that. I agree that the fucking you know best ship in the game is available way too fucking early, and I really was super disappointed with the weapon selections. Like there, you get the best ship, and you have a loadout you know, of the best equipment that you can buy and you go through 75% of the rest of the game with that same ship and that same loadout, there's no so, upgrades. So what number would you give? 1.5. Damn, it's not Damn. that bad. It is, it is, it got boring really fucking quick for me. Hey, everybody's got an opinion. Yep. All right. Remnant from the ashes. Boy. 
have a love-hate relationship with this game. I want to finish it, and I think when I finish it, I'll probably give it a higher rating. Right now, it trickled down into a weird Sekiro territory. There's a lot of really good ideas with this game. But where I'm having trouble is I keep ending up in a spot where the level of enemy loadout for the mission that I'm getting at the gear level I have requires me to grind endlessly, endlessly to get where I need to be. And I keep running into enemies, like I ran the latest one, I ran into the DLC character, and every walkthrough I walked, watched was somebody who had like seven and eight hearts. I have three. That's all I've unlocked, and that's all I can unlock at this point is three hearts. And I don't have any fucking crazy abilities. I don't have any fucking abilities to speak of. I can't m mitigate mobs. Like, I'm at a point where I feel like I'm in Dark Souls the first level, and I just reached like the mid-tier boss. And it's incredibly frustrating. I went through the same enemy, and I have played and beat the Souls games. I've gotten 90% through Bloodborne, and I am stuck at this guy after, like, 20 tries, and I want to fucking rip my hair out. Oh my I God. can't play it anymore. Really? Yeah. I, it may come up later when I feel very masochistic, but right now, the level of frustration I have with, A, the whole save game wiping out and not Steam Cloud saving at all, and restarting from scratch after getting past the first area to coming back and getting stuck. I rerolled it again and got the same guy. Wasted another five hours getting through the area to get to the guy to find out I was on the same guy. I was like, motherfucker, I can't do this again. And I said, I'm putting it down. And I don't want to pick it up right now. It's sad. It's pissing me off. Three for potential. Wow. <laughs> Three for potential. <laughs> Rusty. Damn. He fucking like rips it apart and then gives it a three. It's weird. Uh, see, three is average. Uh, three is average. Uh, the thing is, is that this game is, uh, it came out with almost no fanfare. Like none. Like I saw maybe a trailer like fucking months and months before this game came out and said, maybe I'll try it. Um, I was convinced to try it. Uh, by a streamer, uh, they, he said, you should try this game. And I said, okay, I'm not a Dark Souls fan. I have never beaten a Dark Souls. I have not even played Bloodborne. I uh, didn't like the Souls genre at all uh, because of There's that. no consequence to dying other than being pissed off in this game, though. But And, and there's that. But you keep all your shit. True. But... It does. It does have the you know the dodge roll and the enemy difficulty factor, right? I beat this game three times. This game, and and I haven't played the DLC yet because I, I was letting it rest for a bit. Uh, but I beat this game three times. Well, so, DLC. There is a boss that splits and splits and splits, mm -hmm. and the point I can get is to. 60% health, and at that point, he had nine iterations of himself running around. I have no crowd control. He's the only enemy, but they're all tough as fuck. I run out of stamina rolling. I just I don't have the stats to kill him. There, so, there is a way. Give give it your so rating. Move it on. This game give is a four. Number. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Children of Morta. Um, I've beat it. Okay. Uh, a little bit grindy. Uh, really like the story elements and how it tied everything together. Super cool looking. Um, 
Really like the roguelike element. Really like playing with most of the characters. Great twin stick shooter. Um, four and a quarter. Okay. Uh, I am about 98% done with it. Um, because I haven't beaten the last boss yet. Uh, but I've gotten through most of the story elements and I see how it tells its story. It's really cool. Uh, initially a long time ago was put off by the pixel art arc style, but I've started to appreciate it. Uh, and this, uh, this game does it really well. Uh, so I am going to actually match his score. Okay. All right. And moving on to borderlands three. More like average lands. Oh boy. <laughs> average lands. Yeah, it never good... gives you the role you need for the gun you want. Oh boy. The, had... You always tend to get I never got the cool iterations of stuff. The end game is bullshit. Right? <laughs> Let's just reroll all the levels and go through it. Right? Let's just reroll Oh, now we got modifiers. Uh... Um You never have enough inventory space to carry everything you want. You gotta sell off stuff constantly. There are moments where it feels really cool, and there's potential for this game to be great. Better than the Borderlands I Need Air, the pre-sequel. <laughs> I Need Air, the pre-sequel. Not better than Borderlands 1. So in my head, it goes 2, 1, this, pre-sequel. Wow. So it's better than pre-sequel, but worse than... But looks cool, frame rate issues. It's a solid S two and a half right now. Okay. I want to give it a chance later after a shitload of content maybe comes out, but they tied so much to the. <sighs> I'm just I'm sick of it. I don't want to play it. <laughs> Two and a half. I don't want to play it anymore. It sucks. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. So, Borderlands Three for me was kind of an obsession when it first came out. I fucking went super hardcore, kind of like De uh, Division Two. Uh, and I played that game to its absolute completion, was playing on fucking, like, the highest mayhem level. Uh, my bank space was full of all the oranges. Uh, I had a really, really powerful build that was basically unkillable with, you know, with the... Um, yeah, but all the characters don't have cool abilities. I, I, there's There's that. There's characters that are much harder to play. Uh, but the build that I was rocking was basically unkillable. Uh, elementalist situation. Yeah, my ability was played on procs. It was yep. all passives. There yeah. were you were playing fucking what? Uh, the uh, the um, the guy that had the clone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's hard to play. That's that's one of the other things. Most people played the fucking android or the siren. Um, I played the siren. Because I played the siren, I had a really, you know, really fun time with it, but I hit a wall. I literally had no more space for the fucking or, you know, legendary fucking drops. Um, and I had everything that I wanted to play out of that game. I had fucking chewed it, you know, chewed it, chewed through it very quickly um, and have not gone back. It is a three. Okay. And now we're down to games that Justin and I played. Uh, so we'll start in no particular order with Crackdown 3. What's your feeling, Jason? I firmly give it a 2. And I only give it a 2. 
because that damn intro with Terry Crews is so freaking unforgettable. The best part of the game is the intro with Terry Crews. I mean, that's... And that's it. That's it. Why um, would you give it a two for that? Quack, quack, motherfucker's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Was it... What Did he say motherfucker? I think he did say motherfucker. No, that's it. Quack, 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 quack motherfuckers. motherfuckers. Yeah. I... I'm sorry. The, the game is... Okay. Some of third-person shooter elements are fine functions like most other third-person shooter games. But, I mean, fundamentally, it's just... It's an eight-year-old game with today's graphics. It's just a game that got stuck in development hell. Yeah. It got stuck in development hell, and they really didn't do anything new with it. Yeah, it's... It plays fine. I mean, it's okay. It's I got through it in what, like ten hours. I mean, I found I can't. It was tell on you, Game Pass. It, but I it, can't tell you how many parts of the environments I ran into that were just broken. I can't tell you how much was copy pasted. Like it felt like, like they had one solid level and then re-populated the world with it. Like it just, it's incredibly average. I, I wouldn't give it a... I won't give it a two. I'll give it... No, I'm not going to rate it as high as I rated Borderlands. Would I rate Borderlands? Two and a half. Uh, two and a half it is. All right. Just, just my two cents, the reason why it's not on my list is because I said, oh, hell no. <laughs> right. I should have, but it was free, damn it. I didn't... Yeah, um, I mean, I won't even pick it up at the price of free, <laughs> if that tells you anything. It's not... It was just, I said, let down. Not a big yep. fan of Crackdown myself anyway. So um, so moving on, Mortal Kombat 11. I will preference by saying I have not completed the campaign yet. But, I mean, do you play Mortal Kombat for the campaign? Absolutely. I mean, this really? series? Yeah. Okay. Since the last two, the campaign's been pretty damn long. All right. I'm just, I don't, I'm, that, that story I mean, goes all over the place. Yeah. Okay. I mean, um, but I mean, just based off of uh, just based off of everything I've already played and already seen in it, I'm firmly giving it a four. I mean, it's more it's more the same with a new campaign, but I mean, they do they just do it so it's so well put together and so polished that I that. It being basically the same, aside from the campaign story, is not really a knock in my mind. I think Mortal Kombat at this point, over the last ten years, basically, has been the best fighting game series out there. Firmly. Because it has a campaign that's usually pretty lengthy. And this campaign had me hooked with its weird story beats in it, going back and forth in the future and all sorts of stuff. The last fight is a bitch. um, But... I would as replay. well. It should be in that game, and that I last will. Fight in almost every Mortal Kombat is a. Bitch. I like the way the brutality stuff plays out. I like the way the fatalities. I'm to a point where I'm doing more fatalities in matches. Um, I will never be good enough to fight others that have played the game for any length. But yeah, it's a cool ass fighter. Four and a half. Wow. Wow. I don't All play right. fighting games. Just so you know. Yeah. Day's gone. Day's gone. What's your thoughts, um, Jason? Average. Different enough story, but overall, average. It just, it felt like a open world version of 
um shit what's the uh capcom zombie game shit um, resident evil no 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 the other one with dead rising west yes i like it, it felt like an open world dead rising to me with a much uh heavier story i mean do you put fucking drills into buckets and make fucking like bucket drill fucking weapons or no something but like you that? do or... make quite a few yeah, just like patch together weapons and yeah, shit. improvised weapons okay yeah i i think i like um, it better than you do to me it was zombie skyrim um in fact i'd like at some point to get it back so i can finish the very last according to trent i've got like an hour left um i really like it i like it almost as it's this is going to sound like blasphemy the reason it was hated in the press is they didn't like the main character's relationship with his wife because they said they objectified her. Um, oh, fucking social social justice bullshit. So, me and my fiance objectify each other all the time, and it seems to work out quite well. Um, not in you know in private, yeah, I mean, right, right, right. But um, I didn't have a problem with that at all. Um, I felt like my motorcycle was my horse. I felt like. I got to a point where I was pretty badass at clearing things. I felt like there's a real sense of danger with the creatures. Um, super. Had a lot of fun with it. I really actually want to go back to that. What's uh, your number? Four and a half. All right. I love that game. My take, zombies. Enough said. Loved it. I'm not a big fan of zombie games. Can't do it. All right. So... Gears 5. Not as good as 3, but solid as hell. That's the short, that's the short, that's like the iced tea, like, Twitter review. <laughs> um, really, What's your number? I don't know. Four, four and a quarter. Okay. I need to play more Horde mode. Um, I agree. I need to play more Horde mode, too. I, I give it a four. I mean, it, yeah. it is more Gears. Um... It's on all the game passes, too. It is on all the game passes. Kinda. I felt like there were parts of the story that were kind of stretched a little bit. I'd agree with that. Um, more so than the previous Gear games. It, You know, most of the previous the Gear games... As, and the robots weren't as cool as Locus. Yeah. Um, but the previous Gear games except for Judgment, really didn't care for how long their story was. They just kept the beats going. This one felt like they, at parts, felt like they were intentionally stretching it a little. One of the best-looking games come out all year, though. Well, that is true. That is true. <laughs> um, Outer Worlds. Woo! Best Obsidian game ever made. <sighs> <laughs> I, w I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. I like uh, it better okay. than New Vegas. Oh wow, that's saying something. He's a. Uh, he's like that fucking, is saying something from Vault Boy. Yeah, that, I mean, he. Uh, how many fucking times have you played New Vegas? Like fucking all the way through. Uh, like nine. Okay. All right. I mean, that's that's saying something. <laughs> it's not perfect. Um, no, it's not. I really, really enjoyed my time with it. Really <sighs> want to play it again. I don't know four. Four nine. Four point nine he says. 
four nine. He's like there. There's little, nearly perfect. Little little thing. He's like I can't give it the a pacing. Yeah, score. the pacing in one of the areas was off. So, my only problem. So I did all the so, things with my character build. I I give it a four point seven five. <sighs> that point two five. I'm not giving it. Fucking load screens. It is nearly a perfect game, except for all the fucking load screens. That's true. There's a lot. And load screens in places where load screens don't make sense. Like, if you're already rendering this entire fucking map, why do I have to have a load screen for a building that is less than 130 seconds worth of the map? Yeah. You know, it's... He's flopping his fucking arms like a child. I like this better than Old Republic, dude. I don't go that far, but it is. I mean, he's yeah. He he basically yeah. Uh, It's all the best things about Old Republic plus more. It plays out a little bit different. It's it's just good. The only reason why I am not weighing in on this game is because I have not had time to dive into it. Well, no, you haven't, I haven't made time. I haven't made time to dive into it. And that was because of my addictions. Destiny. Yes. <laughs> my addictions, yes. I am intentionally not talking about Destiny when it comes to the fucking game of the year because it is a DLC that I technically got in on. So, Right. Um, so I'll go over the games that only I played. There were only two. Jump Force, I Give a two, just because it's a stupid Jap fighter. I um, god damn. But the fighting controls are well done. the The fighting <laughs> rings are okay. It's just it's kind super silly. It's a weird premise. It the is whole a thing. weird premise. Don't you do um, like Street Fighter moves, but you're in an open world? Yeah, yeah, that seems weird. And, and um, it's all of the Shonen Jump characters too. So yeah. it's like a so, mishmash of. Unless you're just abilities. super into that. Um, I don't know. I mean, I played it for like five hours and was I, done with it. I so. mean, all I had to uh, all I had to see was like fucking characters from One Piece with Dragon Ball Z characters. And they're like on completely different fucking power scales. But yeah, you know, that's it, it's a weird fucking premise. Yeah, extremely weird. Um, and then. Call of Duty Modern Warfare, I give it, I give it a, th- I give it a three and a half. I thought you played more of that. Aren't oh, I, I've played a lot of it, and to be honest, I'm still playing it, but a, a lot of my lack of being able to, uh, to give it more is the fact that the people who actually bought it for me who were quote going to play it with me uh haven't done that they bitched out on you they failed you they failed me um i mean the campaign was the campaign was really i mean it was all of that rating um the multiplayer's similar to extremely similar to modern warfare 2 but you know like all first-person shooter multiplayers, um, you know, it still has has its issues. 
whether it's spawn points on certain maps to uh um just some of the some of the quirk quirks with the multiplayer it just um i i kind of fell off i mean i i go back and play it just because it's really easy for quick matches but outside of that so 3.5 there um moving to justin's games he played with out us let's start with dark devotion uh dark devotion is uh like a salt and sanctuary or a hollow knight got a lot of customization it's a uh roguelike in that you have a base set of equipment you unlock that you start off with and you get drops throughout the game and then you go against bosses and then they have permanent drops or permanent ability upgrades so to speak there is a ridiculous amount of stuff to get through i am three quarters away through that game kind of gnawing my way through um saves anywhere um pauses anywhere uh yeah four four yeah all right i have a lot of fours this year um mech warrior five mercenaries that's everything i want out of it four and a half short (laughs) version everything just just feels so good i mean it looks good playing it it's grindy as fuck but oh man it just it's so fun and it's it's a very it's the best B game out there. Um, Phoenix Point. Phoenix Point has potential to be XCOM, but isn't XCOM where it dies a little bit? Is in the random map generation and the kind of telling you kind of where to go and what to do. The messaging's not very clear as to what you need to do next. I have put 140 hours in that game, and it's a four for right now. I'm looking to see what the what unlocks later. Okay. And control. I can't give it a fair rating, and I can tell you why. Um, that game is so fucking unnerving to me. It's done by the same people who did Alan Wake. Uh-huh. Um, there is an audio design to the hiss. That's a stupid name, but that is unnerving to the point, like I go to sleep still hearing that noise and have these weird fucked up dreams. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it gets into this weird existentialism stuff throughout the middle of it. It's super well produced. I just... Don't even rate it. I don't. I'm not the right person for that. A lot of people love that game this year. I don't want to shit all over it. It's not a bad quality game. It's just not my kind of game. It, uh, okay. I think I might actually enjoy it if I had actually played it. Um, There's some parts of it that are super cool. Yeah, some parts of it are super annoying. I was. I, I was really. I really fucking enjoyed Alan Wake. I really did. Then play Control. I. Uh, it was. I mean, it. It hit. I borrowed the, it from John, and then as soon as DLC released, John's like, hey, when are you bringing that back? And then I forgot it. I brought in the case without the game. Whoops. He came the next day over here. He's like, hey, can I get I, I need. I, I need, I need, I need the, my fix. I need the disc. I need my disc that, now. John being carousel or picking up the pixels, John. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, I mean, that's, that's is that pretty every, much it. Is that everything um, we played? Yeah. Fuck me. That I is, mean, so. I mean, so you guys lightly touched on, but I don't think there's really enough there to even really talk about them much aside from the ne- the negatives that the media has made you well aware of um, i mean the and there's that a, was young blood and anthem i mean i i was having a discussion during break uh and i have to concede to you know to justin's point um i i did not buy these games I did not get them for free, uh, and I felt no need to waste my money. 
there was uh, there was a point where I did play the beta for Anthem, which is in the records. If you go back to about just before Anthem came out, I did play it and I shed on it. Then I said it did not feel right. Uh, I was 110% correct uh, to be as fair as I possibly can to Anthem. They are doing what they can to try to repair it. But what they need to do to repair that game is what Final Fantasy XIV did to try to repair their game, which is to bring it down and rework it from the ground up. (laughs) Uh, The... uh, you know, so Anthem can't, we, we can't in good faith give Anthem any type of, you know, uh, of a tilt cast rating because n- none of us really bought into it. And yep. it's, it, it may have gotten shit on by, you know, everybody in the world, but we refuse to shit on something that we haven't actually purchased. Yep. And then Youngblood, a lot of the, a lot of the same. I have it. I I feel bad that Trent got that for me for my birthday, and then we both played a little bit of it, and he's like, man, this game's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> I was and, like, no, it's not. And for Trent to say that. He's the like kind of person who like play through something that, that he's p- picked up. Yeah, I mean, he will generally play through something even if it's bad just because he paid for it. So 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 my um, my opinion of young blood was actually covered very you know uh, very much by watching a stream a, a absolutely blind playthrough stream of somebody just picking the game up and going from the first boot up through till they said Fuck this game. It happened over the course of two streams, two days. And it was like the fucking thing. So the the streamer ended up not only getting the game for free, but was on the first day sponsored. So the first level of that game was what you wanted Wolfenstein to be. The very first level, the uh, the blimp, and then after that, it fucking went into like fucking crazy town, <laughs> and continued to be in crazy town. Um, my uh, my opinion or my my choice to actually pick up that game was heavily color uh, colored by that stream and his reactions uh, to it, and there were points in you know while watching it where I said. Where you just kind of sit there staring at something and you have that face like disgusted and hurt. And even though I didn't use my money on this, I would want nobody else to waste their money on such a, such a, such a thing. It just, it, it, it was, it was so bad that I, I refused to open my wallet. So, Here's what we're going to end up doing. Um, next week, we're going to do a brown note, right? Yep. Uh, I mean, yeah. And we're going to do our top... We're going to do a top ten. Uh, we, it looks like we've got enough titles to do a top ten. Yeah, or could, do we want to yeah. whittle it down to a top five? We could probably go down to a top five. I think, I that think we, that'll be the best we'll, way, and then we'll we can do all it. our personal top fives. Yeah, we'll whittle it down. we got a... Uh, 
we got a tiebreaker too. We got to decide on the yeah, outside. It's so. it, it, it's not a, a you know a super extensive list, um, and there may be some adjustments to the you know to the scoring next week as we fine tune. These were just kind of off the fucking top of our head numbers. Uh, so we'll kind of go into what a little more in depth on each game next week and break it down. Yep. All right. So with that, um, really not a ton of news last week. So I mean, the only and this this isn't the show to do news anyway. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the the only you know, there really isn't a whole lot of news, but I mean, if if You've been following a lot of what's going on with uh, Warcraft Three Remastered. With Warcraft Three Remastered, with what's going on with How Blizzard it fucks right your now. Old game. I mean, it. Yeah, if you had the original Warcraft Three, I'm a battle chest owner. If you had the original Warcraft Three, you no longer have the Frozen original Throne. Warcraft Three. Yeah, I have. I have I those. Had. Well, I had those. Now it's gone. You can't actually install that version of the game anymore. Uh, on top of a lot of the legal shit, like the they got burned super hard with, with Dota, Dota two, yeah, yeah. So they they realized that, and when they released uh, the reforged edition of Warcraft three, they put in a pretty hefty fucking paragraph in the end user license agreement that basically says if you make it in our game we we own own it it. yeah (laughs) and it's like literally anything that you uh, are creating as a content creator or a custom game creator is now owned by blizzard and and at any point blizzard can call you up and say we want your source files we want all the, you know, all the details and how you did this. And they can actually fucking go and say, build it for us. You work for Blizzard now. <laughs> all your, all your bases belong to us. It's, it's actually, when I read that paragraph, I my jaw dropped. I'm like, this is the biggest fucking thing that they could have, uh, biggest fuck you they could have done to the community. So there's a a lot of um, there's, there's a lot a of lot of salty out there yeah, on the internet. There's a right lot of now. drama going on where people are trying to get refunds and they're being refused, and people who were able to get I can't refunds. get a refund from 1999. Well, true, but I mean. If you bought it, if you just recently bought it for the Reforged Edition, you cannot get a refund for it. And the people who were successful in getting refunds uh, were telling people how to do that or how they did it on the forums. And because of that, they got banned. Uh, Their Blizzard accounts were suspended, which is shady as fuck. And basically, Blizzard has finally put in my mind, the last nail in the coffin as far as, you know, uh, as far as my trust factor is concerned. I, I already was like, it's in the coffin. It's already six foot down. There's already a couple fucking shovelfuls of dirt on the fucking coffin. It just needed the last nail. This is the last nail. So that Jason, where can you find us? 
Find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. Our YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash The Real TiltCast. And search for us on Spotify and iTunes. Find uh, Friends of the Show. Find Picking Up the Pixels. Find Cabbage. Find NoQuarters.Kitten.Net. Yeah. That uh, threw off my rhythm. BMFCast.com and TVGP.TV. They also do a game of the year. And with that, it's the end of the show. All right. Peace.